Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Station 4 Podcast, uh, born and recorded in Salisbury, North Carolina, but, you know, that's all we got so far. This is first episode, kicking it off, uh, it's your guy, Ian Kai, <laughs> aka Sammy Caldwell, um, and then John. Yeah, uh, so, it's me, John, aka Lojo, my stage name, so this podcast you know we're just messing around kind of right uh pretty much you know we want to get into some more serious stuff eventually but you know for right now it's fun it's a hobby um you know something to do in our free time creative while we're doing music so i guess for this first episode uh we're just kind of try and sort of talk about what we want to do with this podcast you know who we are exactly what we got going on what we're working on you know you're probably just sitting here wondering like you're in like the back pages of Spotify. You stumbled upon this on YouTube. If this is our, if you're just watching our first episode, like who, the, who are these guys? What's going on? Why do I care? Well, you should, because we're pretty cool. I'd say, possibly, you know, maybe a little bit, <laughs> at least a marginal amount, surely. I would say so. I, so, I feel like it makes it less cool. <laughs> yeah, <little> bit, <laughs> it probably does make you a little less cool if you talk about how cool you are. Um, but yeah, so we're both from North Carolina, born and raised. Uh, we live near this town called uh, Charlotte. It's a, sort of one of the big cities. Might have heard of it. Might the baby, the baby, the baby. The baby, the baby, the baby. Jay Cole's also from North Carolina. YBN Corday. Corday. I didn't know Corday was from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the Panthers. They kind of suck. Um, Nicky Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon. That's my boy, Drumline. Love that movie. Super good. <laughs> Hit us up. Um, yeah, so we're, we were born and raised here. There's some okay parts about our state. It's, you know, I feel like there's a lot of you know potential here and talent here and stuff there like is. that. And there's a lot of cool stuff, but... It's, it's one of those, you know, rural, like, still kind of country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we live near another very, very small town called Faith. And, <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to drive around Faith if you're um, of a darker complexion. Yeah, it might be a little dangerous. It's not the best saying. place to go. Uh, uh, but, you know, the town we're from, Salisbury, is... Still a small cool. town, but there's it's a good a mix town. of, you know, people. And, we got know. a lot of cool people here, yeah. Stun is from here. Yeah. Stun yeah. from Vegas. Um, but, yeah, so I guess we'll talk a little bit about who we are. So we both went to the same high school. Yeah, We've been cool. friends for, God, six or It wasn't. We didn't meet each other till the seventh grade, right? We met each other in sixth grade because we were in Miss Woods class together. Yeah, um, yeah, we but were. Uh, we like barely talked, but we started hanging out in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And so, how many years is that, bro? Oh God, oh, so bad at math. I mean, at least ten years, right? Just about something like that. Because we would have been no, probably maybe a little less, maybe like eight or nine years. Because we probably met when we were eleven or twelve. Something, That's yeah. probably how old we were. We were back then. Um, but we've known each other for a long time. Um, really close friends. We got sort of the three amigos of Salisbury, which are me, uh, Simeon, and our friend Carver, who's just man. We'll have Ooh. to bring him on. He's a trip, man. That might be one of our first guests, man. Just have him come on here and tell <laughs> us some tell stories. Tell us some of the crazy shit he's done. He gets into the most wild situations. <laughs> he, but he's he's an awesome guy. But we do also have a pretty close-knit group of friends mm-hmm. from around Salisbury that went to our high school, some from other schools as well. So, you know, we uh, we graduated high school in 2017. Um, now we're adults, I guess. We're 21 so, now, yeah, so kinda. we're like kind of adults or whatever. So we're trying to figure out what the hell to do. So I basically went a more traditional route i went straight into college um university up in Asheville, which is like a hippie mountain town Mm -hmm. super dope it's kind of like san francisco on the east coast but in the mountains it's super super cool town 
lots of good beer, good smoke, all that stuff. Um, but I went up there for engineering school Whew. because I like science and I like math. And everybody in my family was always like, oh, you're, you'll be an engineer. You're so smart. So I went to engineering school for a year. It uh, didn't pan out. Let's just say that. It, engineering's hard, y'all. You got to know a lot of a lot of shit to be an engineer. So much stuff to memorize. It's like you just got to be good at calculus and chemistry and biology and physics. And you got to be really good at it. You got to love that shit, man. Yeah, for real. A lot of respect to people who go that route. It's a hard job. But... So that didn't work out. I, I loved Asheville, though. So I ended up coming back um, coming back down to my hometown. So I live at home right now uh, with my mom. Uh, what a saint. Am I right? Um, <laughs> same. same. <laughs> but uh, so I came back, right? And I got into community college. And this was... This was before COVID really became a mm-hmm. big problem. So, like, everything's way different now because of that, obviously. We're all dealing with that. Man, that shit fucked me up so hard, bro. Like, I, Zoom? Bro, what the... Zoom is trash. Man, right? so it was garbage. I hate... I hate online classes, but I'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so, I was basically doing a semester at college, and I was doing computer science stuff so i started doing the basic computer science courses and i was also taking just a general ed english course and i met someone in there i met a lot of people in there actually who were going into the medical field and doing like a lot of nurses actually Mm -hmm. and a couple other people who were rns who were working on getting their bachelor's or their master's or whatever so I talked to them and I just decided that I was going to pursue nursing because I thought I wanted something that was fulfilling and something I could get up and be on my feet and feel like I was making a difference, basically. Mm -hmm. So I started doing nursing school and well, not nursing school because there's a bunch of stuff you got to do before you can even get into nursing school. Right. But I worked on my I got my CNA certification, which is that is a certified nurse assistant. And that's basically just like a Bro, tell the people about wiping old people ass. Oh, yeah. Is it really so, as bad as everyone says it is or worse? Um, you know, it's hard because basically what a CNA does, if you guys don't know, it's like mainly they, they work in hospitals, but they also work in nursing homes a lot. And their job is to basically do like basic patient care like the most basic level like washing cleaning brushing their teeth feeding them you do some other stuff as well like you can take vitals and you know simple stuff but it's mostly like washing people and wiping ass a lot of it is (laughs) but you know i thought that i was really worried about that going in because basically how it works is you do like you can have them at different lengths, but mine was three months long. And then you have, at the end, you have two weeks of what they call practicals, which are basically where you actually go to a nursing home and basically work as a CNA. Yeah. I mean, you're supervised most of the time. You but paid? No. Uh, are you no. still finishing certification? Yeah, it's okay. it's for the certification, and it's the most valuable, valuable part of the class mm-hmm. because it gets you that real-world experience because, like, we sat there and we practiced how to properly wash an ass for three months. But, but when you go there, friends. when you go there and you start actually trying to do it, it's a lot more awkward. Now, did you ever freeze? No, I never froze because it's. Um, well, part of the reason was I had a good partner. She was she was a little nervous too, but she she was there to get work done. So. And I, we also had some people in our group who were actually already CNAs. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. And they were, we had obviously like a, a CNA who actually worked there who was with us, but we had people in our class who had been doing that kind of stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like we had a girl who was a paramedic and she had to go back and just get her CNA certification again and whatever, right? So we had people who knew what they were doing. And they were able to help us out a lot. And it's not as bad as it seems. I mean, once you get over the actual, like, gross factor, <laughs> I mean, it's gross, right? You're It'd fucking, be mostly the smell for me. I mouth breathe. That's the only no, option. You can't taste it? No, usually. <laughs> but, like, 
you just got to mouth breathe. If you go in there, I mean, I'm not a, I've got a pretty strong stomach. That stuff doesn't gross mm-hmm. me out too much. It's not pleasant though. I never got into a situation where I was really like, no, I can't handle this. Like I can't do this. Yeah. But you know, it's actually pretty nice. I mean, not the actual wiping ass part, obviously, but like the, just being in there and caring for people and helping them and there are you know there are a lot of people in there who don't aren't mentally there mm-hmm. like they're they don't even know what's happening really it's sad but it reminds you know, of your grandparents yeah yeah it's like that's somebody's grandparents mm-hmm. so like it makes me want to help them as much as i can at least yeah. and it's very fulfilling and there are a lot of people who are perfectly all there and they're mm-hmm. conscious and you can build some pretty cool relationships. I met this one lady who I always made her bed in the morning when I came. And that was nice. It was fun. I bet you learned a lot. You get any good advice or stories? Yes. So I figured out the shit they teach you in training is nothing like what it's actually like to be out there. And I also learned that CNAs are criminally underpaid and mm-hmm. underappreciated because... Yeah, for sure. Like, so at the nursing home that I was working at, I'm not going to say the name for... HIPAA purposes, but that we had, they had, I think five or six CNAs on duty for probably at least 50 patients. Mm -hmm. So each CNA had about nine to 10 patients that they had to. So in the morning, you got to get them up. You got to feed them. If it's their shower period, like they have schedules and stuff. If it's a shower period, you got to wash them. You got to get them ready for the day. You got to take them wherever they want to go. And you said how many people? Nine per nine people per oh my God. per CNA on average. And then that's just the morning activities. Then you mm-hmm. got to deal with lunch. And then you got to deal with the people who are showering later in the day. People who want to go to bed. People who aren't getting up till this time. It's it's a whole bunch of work. And let me tell you, old people love to keep it hot as hell in their rooms, man. <laughs> like. You will not find a thermostat in there below, like, 87. No, I can't imagine. Dead serious. It is hot in those rooms, man. That's crazy, bro. That's, so hot. That's so much work for one person and, like, so much to try to keep up with. You know, mm-hmm. you got to keep up with everybody's schedule and shit yep. like that. Um, how much are they? Do you know how much they're paid? The upper end? Yeah. If you're lucky, like, you at the hospital, which is where they get paid mm-hmm. the most... They get like thirteen an Oof. hour, maybe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's rough, man. So barely above minimum wage. Um, but yeah, it's hard work for how much they get paid, man. I I couldn't imagine. I mean, even with we had, gosh, we, it wasn't a big class, but I think we had like thirteen mm-hmm. or fourteen people in our class, and even with all of us in there doing it, because at the first nursing home we went to we didn't they the, the cnas there were basically just kind of like okay here's some gloves <laughs> here's a washcloth here's where to get more washcloths go go get it yeah <laughs> they they basically sent us on our way but that was the more the I better one the that was the better day. experience i bet they were so fucking oh, happy dude i can't even imagine having like 14 students come in and basically do a bunch of your work for you Mm -hmm. oh i would have loved to be them that day (laughs) that was that must have been great but you know it's it's a hard job it's Mm -hmm. that's not what i was going to end up doing that's part of the reason that i was able to get through it as well as i could because obviously my end goal is becoming a nurse so they don't do that kind of stuff that's what the cnas are for the nurses tell the CNAs to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the end goal was more in my mind rather than like me sitting there like wiping people's asses. Michael, and you know, the old people this. really don't care. They're, they're not. Know. I bet they're happy as shit. Most of them are pretty happy about it. Yeah, they're like, oh, finally. Can, like, can you, you wipe my ass already? My fucking ass, bro. Like, <laughs> it's funny. Thank you. There are some characters in there. Obviously, I can't talk about that kind of stuff because of because of HIPAA, and I will get sent to jail (laughs) and also never become a nurse. That would suck, baby. But yeah, so that's basically where we're at. I'm 
I'm working on getting into the actual nursing school. So there's these things called the MARS, which are your minimum admission requirements. Mm -hmm. And you complete all those, and then you can apply to nursing school. So I'm working on getting that. Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Right now I'm just taking online classes, playing League of Legends, (laughs) and drinking beer mostly. That's probably what I do. Make some music. That's pretty much it. Sounds pretty interesting. Then obviously we're gonna talk about it more a little later, but me and Simeon um, make music, we rap. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Some of the singles we already have out, Mm -hmm. some of the stuff we got planned coming up and all that. But I'm gonna let Simeon talk a little bit about himself for a minute here. Yeah, um, pretty much i took the uh i took the other route you know i was one of those cap year cap year people i had to take a break um and so i decided you know after we graduated i was like i moved up to a different school and all that um, oh, oh sorry to interrupt you but i completely forgot about the gap year i took too oh you took one too because i was working with my dad remember oh yeah so i just quickly because i don't want to interrupt him for too long i also went up and worked for my dad who works in charlotte the sort of the the baby the baby the baby town stand the man stand the man that's my boy (laughs) uh shout out but he he runs a construction company up there where he basically builds like sort of high-end houses for uh for a lack of a better word rich white people in charlotte (laughs) um it's a lucrative business. I'll say that. What's the name of the company? Uh, Stanwick Dunham Builders. Shout so, out Stanwick Dunham Builders. So Dunham is my last name. Stanwick is the name of his business partner, Jeff, who's mm-hmm. a funny guy. <laughs> I think he met Jeff once, maybe. I think so, that one time we went up there. He's always wearing shorts, mm-hmm. a plaid. He's got, like, the salt and pepper beard and hair. Yeah. He's he's a cool guy. Um, But, yeah, I worked up there for a year, and I was basically just doing, like... I was getting paid, first of all, I was getting paid way more than I should have gotten paid because I was working for my dad. I'm going to just be honest about that. I can relate. But, you know, I was basically just doing, like, site cleanup and uh, hauling stuff, going to get parts that were out of town that they needed that day. Mm -hmm. Just whatever. Lots of small, odd jobs. Cleaning out crawl spaces, my least favorite job. (laughs) That sucks. Um, but yeah, so I worked construction for a year cause I was thinking about going into construction management mm-hmm. and I decided I also hate that. <laughs> um, and also I learned that, so my dad was paying me roughly like 15 an hour to work up there, which is mm-hmm. way more than minimum wage. But, um, you know, even then I was looking for stuff up in Charlotte and I was like, wow, <laughs> I could barely make rent making 15 a month if yeah. I worked like 60 hours a week for my dad the rent in charlotte is insane but yeah i also took a gap year and so i jumped from like three different majors to um to nursing so kind of kind of did a little loop-de-loop but we (laughs) we found it found it somehow but anyway back to simeon yeah 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 so you know i decided to take that gap year and you know it kind of turned into another gap year you know because you know, there's a lot of things um, you don't learn. You know, they don't teach you how to be an adult in school. Like, they don't teach you about the joining the workforce. Still and, don't know like, how to do taxes. Bro, don't Still know how don't to do know. my taxes. Don't know shit about credit. I've, like, never credit. opened a checkbook, bro. Like, <laughs> finance, any of that shit, bro. And you got to learn all that on your own these days, which is, like, another reason I feel like our generation gets a lot of shit. But it's like, I mean, nobody's teaching us this shit. Um, it's not like we had business class in school, like, or not even business class. We didn't have like real life class. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I wanted to hop out there, you know, get some experience, you know, try to find out what I really wanted to do. Cause that was another thing. Um, I wanted to do audio engineering. I was picking between three things. Um, I was either going to do game design, uh, psychology or, um, audio engineering, and I ended up going with audio engineering, uh, and I was, you know, I was looking in the school stuff and all that and the programs, and, okay, so in the the business I wanted to get into, I wanted to do engineering for, uh, like, rap artists and, you know, hip-hop and studios and stuff like that, and for that type of thing, it's more of an experience-based occupation, like, right now I could go get an internship at a studio and, you know, just work my way up or whatever, and that's how most people do it. Um, and so at the time I was like, I was, I was moving up to my, I'd already moved up to my dad's, uh, cause I graduated from 
a different school. I went to Salisbury down here for the first uh, you know, three and a half years, and then my yeah. last I moved up during my last uh, during the first semester of my last year, and it was I was driving forty five minutes to school every day. Remember, because you would always come into class. Yes, sir. Woo! Big blunts, big blunts on the way to school. You know that's that's big was blunts of <laughs> legal herb, legal herb, completely. It was paprika. Paprika. Okay. It's good for the lungs, man. It's, it's very good. You, you can look that up. Seriously. <laughs> Wait, really? Is it really good for the lungs? Disclaimer, it is not good for your lungs. Don't smoke paprika. Please don't. <laughs> but yeah, so... And I was driving down here every day, and that shit just got old. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kind of got tired of that. Yeah, man, it was it was cutting into the schoolwork, which I won't say that I improved much <laughs> by you know staying up there and going to school up there. Now, but I'm not gonna say that I did any better at <laughs> all up there. But I didn't have to drive as much. It was so. the principal. Yeah, the principal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I started going up there, or whatever. Um, and that was pretty ass, too, just trying to adjust to a new school with one semester left. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like, fuck it. Um, but, you know, made it through. Summa cum laude did pretty good. Um, nice, nice. And so, you know, I graduated, and I was already up there, and I had already been doing music up there because, uh, you know, I've been doing music since I was, like, since, like, seventh grade. So I'd probably say since around, like, what, like, 14, 15, maybe. You've been doing um, it for a lot longer than me. Yeah, but I've never, I have not taken it seriously until, you know, recently, like, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it was just a fun hobby. Like, I didn't really think anything of it. But, you know, once I had moved up there and I was actually doing it and I wanted to do engineering, I was like, well, I might as well, you know, start doing more music. But I still didn't take the shit seriously, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. A lot of your old shit's still good, though. Yeah, but, I mean, I've always, you know, loved what I did and, you know, put a lot of uh, passion into it. But, you know, you, you got to put, if you want to go somewhere with anything, you got to put, you know, work behind it and the putting it out there or whatever, you know. So, yeah. Like, it just, it wasn't doing me any good to make a bunch of good music and, you know, just dropping on an empty SoundCloud, no promotion, no, like, For sure. hey, everybody come check out my music. Hey, yo, I do music. Like, I didn't even really tell many people. I just, you know, made... It's kind of fun. <laughs> just made music. I was just having Passion fun. project. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was running the studio up there. We had, like, an in-house studio, um, you know, and it was just, it was great. Like, you meet a lot of people doing music, you know, and, you know, you meet the assholes of course but there are a lot of generous people genuine people and shit like that like um i got the got a dude came by dropped off a mic stand and shit like that and mic cords or whatever some other dude dropped off some speakers and shit like that another dude dropped off some software like it was it was crazy like everybody was just super nice and so um you know had a pretty decent studio set up you know i was having people come in charging them just like local people and shit like that um so i was going pretty good for a while um i was also working at my dad's smoke shop um which about working Working for your dad is always just, <laughs> it never turns out exactly how you think it's going to turn out. Yeah, um, for me, my working with my dad was great because I like to spend time with my dad because mm-hmm. he's just like probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's the best way to describe it. He's just, I mean, he built me a fucking catapult. For, <laughs> that's dope as shit. For, uh, for my freshman history class in high school, we built a fucking trip, or he built a trebuchet mm-hmm. to be more specific. But I mean, he he's got his fucking van. He just bought the van. Oh, bro, the van is so bro. Cool. He's got this big ass Mercedes Sprinter van, and it is it's got solar panels on it, a bed, a bar with like a secret door in it to mm-hmm. get to the bar, like all this cool shit, like a shower in the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super sick. Like, he could go off the grid with it. That's dope as hell. Just recently got a boat, too. He got a boat? Oh, was that the boat you were on? Yeah. Because oh. he, uh, we, we know someone, it's like a family friend from way back, and he was, it, they moved away from the ocean because it was an older couple, mm-hmm. and my dad did some cabinet work for them. Because my dad is basically, he was a carpenter for a long time. He's very skilled at woodworking. Yeah. He can, I mean, he can make anything. But well, he helped us make our studio. We got our studio, so. Yep. Yep. He, uh, he helped us build a little studio in our shed, or in my shed. But, um, yeah, so he uh, he did some cabinet work for them. He got that boat for dirt cheap, man. I'm mm. not going to lie. Like, that boat, if he fixed it up, 
like got a new paint job mm-hmm. and sold it as is, he'd sell it for like thirteen grand. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And he got it for, I don't know, the cabinet work and maybe like two thousand on top. Oh shit! So he got it for pretty cheap, but he's not gonna sell that damn thing. He's he, not. dude. He's wanted a boat for fucking ever. I feel like every guy kind of wants a boat at, one, I at mean, some point it's in their life. Good. But my dad is like, I'm pretty sure he's like set now. That's like the mm-hmm. last thing he really wanted. I feel like so I'm really happy for him. But yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh fucking um, working for dads. Yeah, yeah, it was. My dad, he's super cool and just nice, but he's, he didn't push me, mm-hmm. but luckily, luckily I had Jeff who was, yeah. who was on my ass, like, like constantly. So he, um, he pushed me to work, but yeah, working for dads is a little strange. Yeah, you always yeah. want to, well, you always just want to make, you feel like you're out there making your own money. Mm-hmm. Like, cause when you're working for your dad, it's like. One, I was getting paid more than I should have. Two, I probably wasn't working as hard as they could have worked me. And it just, you want to you wanna be able to say, like, oh, I'm making my own money and not yeah. from my dad. It was probably, I would say I, I had the opposite experience, more of the, like, oh, it's, it's my son, so it's, you know, it's, he should, he should want to do this shit. It doesn't really matter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Mans was paying me, uh, like... Okay, when when I was getting paid, because you know when you're working for your your parents, you know, and in a lot of situations, you don't really have to like the not necessarily like you can get away with certain shit. Well, yeah, that and also they they'll want you to work for free sometimes, occasionally or whatever. Yeah, or a lot of the times, like Carver, for example, like his dad's always like, oh, "Come do this for me," blah blah blah. So it was it was one of those. Yeah. Um, and you know that shit was just kind of garbage. I'm like, kind of didn't feel that. You know, I had the I had the the level from there. You know, where did I? I think after that, um, you know, because there was a whole bunch of drama up there, and so I moved down. I moved back down here, um, and you know, I wanted to keep working. So I think uh, I just picked up a quick job at Sam's Car Wash next. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first uh, real because Carver was working there. Um, and I just moved back and I was like, yeah, I want to get a job or whatever. And he was like, well, come work with me at the car wash. And so, bro, my first day at the car wash, or what, it was my second day, Carver gets fired. I remember that, bro. Because he, he wouldn't take off a nose ring, bro. And so he got fired my second day. And I'm like, damn, now I'm here by myself. And I stayed there for you know, a couple months. I mean, it was decent. Um, you really get to see what the tip in life's like. The tip, let's see, the tip in life can be fucking great, or it can be, you can be salty as hell. Like, you see someone pull up in a nice-ass fucking car, like, shit's all fucking tweaked out, like, 2020, like, and then, like, they ask for you to do all this shit or whatever, like, do, they ask for you to do some extra shit, like, more than your job even requires, and you do it for them or whatever, you know, you're cool about it. And then they they don't even tip you. Now, that's (laughs) when it's the worst, when it's like... Wow, <laughs> but real, you know, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, you know, it's not required, so it makes you it makes you appreciate the people who do give more. Like, mm-hmm. if someone pulls up in a shitty car and tips ten dollars, bro, like it, it gives you a different type of feeling. It restores your Tipping faith. Tipping is so stupid. I feel like it's bad. You mean in terms of like? people not tipping or people tipping I just think the culture shouldn't exist of tipping I think I think it should be more like in Europe where they just get paid a living wage so they don't have to live off tips Yeah I do feel like that's the thing like to where I feel like you shouldn't have to need the tips like but I do I don't see I don't see anything wrong with you know paying people for good service like I No love, yeah you know, I mean I don't hate the actual act of tipping mm-hmm. I mean I always tip when I go out I try to tip generously when I can It's just the fact that they need like Yeah the fact that if you're you, you know I I like to think of myself as a empathetic guy like mm-hmm. I can be I'm kind I try to be at least <laughs> and so you know, I try and tip good when I go out to mm-hmm. eat because I know that the next asshole who comes in is not going to tip yep. and they're, that waiter is going to suffer because of it. Not just like, oh, I yeah. didn't get tipped. It's a bad night. Like, I'm going to make less on my paycheck. Like, bro, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. Like, all right, so, I mean, the tipping life is really good. Like, I started working at Domino's. Like, it was, at the car wash, it was pretty ass just because, you know, it's a car wash. But mm-hmm. um, and I've worked a lot of different jobs since then, you know, warehouses, construction, and, um, like, all types of shit. 
Um, but you know, I was just like, I was like, fuck it, let me try it. Um, and so I started working at Domino's. Um, and bro, like the amount, like you make more money from tips than you do from your check, like a vastly, like oh yeah, hundred, like your your check at most um, will probably be after like a full week of work will probably be in the two hundreds or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you've been working hard and providing good service, then your tips you'll probably come out around three hundred, four hundred or something like that in yeah. tips. And so, um, like, it's, like, for example, what you were just talking about, like, yesterday, um, the first, first couple runs were shitty. I had, like, a, um, I had, I got stiff twice, and then, like, a dude tipped, like, a dollar eighteen or something like that, and I was, like, I mean, it's better than nothing. Um, and then I got stiffed again, and then a guy out of nowhere, like, um, I, I gave him his food or whatever, um, and he made a joke about something or something like that. Um, we were laughing, um, and he was like, "Hold on, let me go get your tip." And then he went in there, and he came. He came out. He didn't. He had it folded up in his hand or whatever, and he handed it to me like without even. He was just like, "All right, have a nice day" or whatever. And then he walked. He walked in real quick or whatever, and um, and you know, I, I got in the car and I pulled it out of my pocket, and it was a twenty dollar bill, and I was like, "Nice." I was like, "Yo, wow!" Like, and it made me feel so good. Like that's. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the the mutual satisfaction of like you know tipping good. It's like. It's, it's it was just great that stuff just kind of restores your faith in people and shit like it's that. good karma so um so yeah you know i was focusing on working and stuff for a while um and just you know trying to find myself out like kind of disappeared on everybody you know just one of those you hit you know adulting age and then you realize okay oh well i feel like you know everybody kind of rushes to grow up like oh i'm ready to get this age and grow up and shit like that and you get there and you realize that, you know, since you were focused on the destination the whole time, you don't even know what you want to do. Like, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even really know who you are because, you know, you wanted to get here so bad. You didn't even enjoy, you know, be yourself that entire time. That's exactly how I felt up in Asheville. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you get there and, you know, all you're really all you're really resting on is everybody else's expectations. Like, that's all yeah. you really. Not really what you think of yourself, mm-hmm. who you think you want to be who you know you want to be. It's just what everybody's yeah. told you through your childhood. And so now you're here and you don't really know who you are or what you want to do. And, you know, it's, you realize, okay, well, now I have to find it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to support yourself at the same time. And you ain't got nobody, like, teaching you the ropes. So, you know, it's it's, it's one of those journeys you got to go on. I feel like everybody has to go on a self-discovery journey at some point. And so, you know, I took mine right out of high school. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I spent a couple years, uh, those two years, just working, you know, trying to figure shit out. And then I settled on I settled on game design. And, uh, and no, I'm still not sure about it. You know, like, I was just like, well, you know, I want to go ahead and get a year in, you know, get back to school, you know, make some progress and shit like that. So I uh, took my first year um, and got all those credits in and done and shit like that. And then... Um, uh, just with all the stuff going on, the COVID and everything, like, yeah. all that, I just decided, you know, this is the perfect time to take a break and, you know, focus on my money. Because right now, I really want to get a place. Like, um, you know, I'm, yeah. only 20, I'm only 21, but, you know, it's something liberating and, you know, just, you know, as a man, just staking your ground and shit like that. Even living um, even living in dorms at college yeah, you felt way, way different. I mean, I, had, I was lucky enough to live in a place where we had, it was a suite. So it was four rooms. Two of them were single rooms, yeah. and one was a double. So one of them was shared between two mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that's and not we, even that bad. Like living no. with your bros is completely yeah. different than living with your parents. Like I was living with Stephen, Mike, and Adam, high school who are, buddies. Who are yeah, who are our buddies from high school. They're both, they're all really <laughs> cool guys. Um, Steve's still up at Asheville doing engineering. Mm-hmm. He's the only one. So we all went up there for engineering. And you know what's funny? On the first day of our engineering 101 class, like our intro engineering class, we were all sitting together, right? And everybody mm-hmm. said, and she said, the teacher said, or the professor said, look to your left, now look to your right. Either one of those or both of those people will be gone <laughs> by the end of the year. And we all looked at each other and we were like, ah, what yeah, is she talking okay. about? And then now there's only one of us left up there. But yeah, just living alone was, it's... It's just so different. It's so different, bro. Like, so different. And so, you know, that's what I really want to focus on right now because you just want to stand on your own two feet and have your own privacy because, bro, moms, bro, moms don't give a shit, boy. Like, 
just bust straight in your room. Hey, uh, how you doing? What you doing? Sound looking like through your drawers. Yeah, like you look want at me the... to take some of this out and like clean out your drawers. I'm like, no, please. Just don't. looking through your shit, man. Like looking at your room. I need to clean your room. So <laughs> like, like it, uh, you know. It's there's just, just yeah. There's just a certain level of tranquility and peace mm-hmm. you get living out on your own that it's just not possible to get living with someone like your mother or like, your father. What was that mean with the financial health? And so it was living or moving out of your parents' house, financial stability, one out of five stars, mental stability, five out of five stars. That was so facts, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's just, and it's not anything to do with our moms. We both love our moms very dearly, but it's just... It's hard to explain unless you've experienced it. Yeah. You just want... You have that drive to go out and get your own stuff. Be your own person. Be your own person. When you're living on your own, you don't have to. I mean, your mom can call you, right? That's <laughs> how it was at college. Like, my mom would call me and try and FaceTime me and stuff. But, like, at the she, end of the day... She's not busting in your room. No, I mean... What you're doing. She's not coming in there trying to tell me what to do and tell me to do this, that, and the third. I'm making my own decisions. It's just a whole different lifestyle, mm-hmm. really. It's great though. It's awesome. So yeah, um, yeah, just uh, was focused on work, you know, and just finding myself and shit like that, and you know, starting to starting to get there, you know, you start picking up things over the years and just getting more experience, getting wiser and stuff, learning and learning how to be an adult, you know, how to function in society. This fucking so we live in a society. <laughs> but, society. Uh, yeah, um, I'm starting to just come around to it, you know, I'm getting back into the music, you know, starting to take it seriously, because it's something I really want to do in my life, you know, I'm really passionate about it, I love making music, I love listening to music, and, you know, I think about it all the time, and say, they say, like, if you can't stop thinking about something, you gotta go get it, like, you, you have to, or you won't be satisfied until you go get it, if you think about it all day and all night, then, you know, you have a, a deep desire, and, you know, for your own personal, you know, uh, journey, you're kind of required to, you know, chase these desires, these deep desires and things like that, just to see, you know, that's life's a journey, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing is you're, you're exploring, that's the purpose and so, it's just what I've been doing lately, exploring, trying to find it, trying to nail it down, or, you know, not even nail it down, just you, trying to enjoy life, you know what I'm saying get everything out of it you can mm-hmm. so, segueing on to the music, I guess we'll talk about this, the birth of our rap careers <laughs> yours um, yours obviously, like you said, you've been doing music yeah. for a while, a lot longer than me at least. And, you know, before I ever dreamed of being an astronaut or the president, I dreamed of being a rock star, right? <laughs> so I, if you can't tell, am about as pale as a ghost. Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay, get, we're going to have to cut started. real quick. Oh, oh, oh. Take the dump Oh, I spilled my beer. Oh! <laughs> you take beer. That. Do you have a towel? Yeah, I got one. <clears throat> I just don't want it to turn off and cut off the podcast. There's beer all over the carpet. Oh, God, there's beer everywhere. It's not even cold beer. It's a warm. I didn't drink it's it. It's fucking warm, sticky beer. Oh. God bless. Okay. What were we talking about? Segwaying into the music. Music. So, like Simeon was saying, he's been doing music for a lot longer than I have. Uh, but like I was saying, I wanted to be a rock star. Because I didn't, like I was saying, if you couldn't, said like a, I've said that four times already, but I'm about <laughs> as pale as a ghost, right? So I'm super white. So I wasn't... I didn't ever really get into rap as mm-hmm. much until high school. Because in middle school, it was like... Green Day. And Green Day and Skrillex. <laughs> so that's the kind of music I listen to. And I still listen to that stuff. Well, not not as much dubstep, but I definitely still listen to Green Day. And like rock and punk yeah. and all that good stuff. I have a very diverse taste in music. Too, I think we sure. both do, for I sure. I love all that stuff. I grew up with that stuff, too. Like, I've always loved rap um, just for its, like, you know, just the intricacy of words and stuff. We speak language every day. And mm-hmm. so you get real... You get real t- you get you get to put some some style some swag to words in, yep. in, in rap or whatever and this is fun and uh, you know like that's so I would say you know that was my main influence for wanting to do music but 
like I the first music I listened to wasn't even rap. It was fucking you know R and B and you know um, and pop and uh, and rock and stuff as well and like all the groups in between fucking NSYNC and all yep. the Backstreet Boys and all that shit like that. Two um, thousands era music. Mm-hmm. And so you know I grew up with a really diverse taste. You know I had CDs everywhere and tapes and fucking CD players and shit like that. And you know music was my life for like you know most of my life. I definitely fell in music, fell in love with music more in high school and more with the introduction of rap. Rap just made me appreciate all music a lot better, I think. So, like, the first... Now, obviously, when I was a kid and stuff, I'd, I'd probably heard, like, mm-hmm. you know, big rap songs. Yeah, you said your dad put you on some stuff. Too, yeah, right? like, uh, gosh. Um, I can't remember it either. I know you've, you've shown it to me. I forget the name. He's an older, um, like, 80s, 90s rapper, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. I want to say like infamous or something. I, I can't remember. But that's besides the point. So like I've I had listened to rap and stuff mm-hmm. before and heard it before, but I didn't. I was never super into it. But then I don't know. Something just changed in high school. I guess. What's the album that changed your changed your perspective? <sighs> so the first rap I listened to in high school that I really remember me being like, damn, I want to listen to more rap was Migos. <laughs> And Versace. it was YRN2. Yep. That is the album that made me want to listen to rap. But the I would say the album that really made me fall in love with rap was, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Drizzy Drake, baby, Drizzy Drake. don't miss. When I listened to that album for the first time when it came out, I was blown away. Wow. I just could not even understand. And then it just, you know, snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've evolved... To a very diverse rap taste now. I yeah. have, I listen to rap is definitely my most listened to music. I think know music is universal because it's like I've been listening to the rap and music my whole life, and then like okay, we started making music together a couple years ago. And you you've been you were introduced to rap at a much later point, mm-hmm. um, and you still have the same music taste as me. We listen yep. to the same artists, we make the same kind of music and shit like yep. that, and you know it's, it's it's universal. Everybody feels it. So it was just, yeah, that album just blew me away, fell in love with it, fell in love with rap in general, started listening to a lot more stuff, you know, and now I listen to pretty much everyone. <laughs> I mean, all the big names, obviously. And even the small ones. Even the small ones. Ones you don't even know about. Some stuff that, yeah, I have, you know, me and Simeon both have very, very, we have a I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. Just we we listen to a lot of a lot of music and even more mm-hmm. rap. So that was kind of my experience with rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started because Simeon. I remember the how I got introduced because I didn't even know you rapped until yeah. like the jun until my junior year of high school. Because mm-hmm. when I first got introduced to Migos was my freshman year in my yeah. foods class. I was back there with like uh, Shaheen. Oh man! Yeah, and it's some other people. I don't remember their names. They were upper. They were like uh, juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they put me on that shit because <laughs> I was I was just the scrawny little nerdy looking white kid. It was funny. Like, hey, bro, listen to this. They're like, hey, bro, listen to me. I was like, hey, th- this is pretty swell, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, ah. And so <laughs> then it just happened, and. You know, ever since then, I've loved rap a lot. I listen to, not exclusively, but mostly rap. Like, rap is pretty much my go-to most of the Mm -hmm. time. Because I feel like rap can be a lot... It just has a diversity that not a lot of other music genres Yeah, you can... I feel like it's... It's the only genre that can mix in every other genre and still stand on its own as rap. Mm -hmm. Like, you talk about Old Town Road. You talk about fucking... um, Oh man, X. Can, yeah, X. Uh, we can get trippy, um, ski mask. Ski, we can get, we can get in all the just the Thugger. different shit. Drake, <laughs> Drake, Drake, Drake got twenty different styles. Boy, Drake is British. Drake is fucking Jamaican. Um, Jamaican. He's goddamn an R and B singer. Fucking dudes from Canada, man. <laughs> Canadians, all right. Bro, did you know he has a, a whiskey and it's called um, Virginia Black? Mm-hmm. This dude is from uh, Canada and he has a decently successful whiskey called Virginia Black. That is the funniest thing in the he's world. Got, he's also got his own like 
fucking Air Force One, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he spend like three hundred million? No, I'm pretty sure the Canadian government gave it to him. Oh yeah, they fuck with him so hard. He put Canada on for real. There wasn't nobody talking about Canada. Nobody before. talked about Canada before Drake. <laughs> no, I, I ain't never even heard of Canada. When before he gets Drake. old, he's gonna pull a big soldier, bro. He's gonna pull a big soldier. Oh. I put Canada on. <laughs> Canada? Canada copied my whole flow. There wouldn't be no Canada without Drake. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. But yeah, so our junior year of high school, I figured out that you rapped. Mm-hmm. And it was in the van. Yeah, the van. So, Boy, we got to talk about the van for a minute. So man. we had this. So Carver, our friend, has this house, right? And we call it the old house. That's pretty much mm-hmm. all we need to say about it. Because he has a different house that is his new house. They still own both, mm-hmm. but the old house was the old house. So we would go there to smoke legal herb a lot. Like all the time, like every day. Every day. Um, like literally like fucking lunch, class lunch or whatever. We go every for a 30-minute lunch break. Every day. It'd be a 30-minute smoke break. We wouldn't even eat. <laughs> no. Every day we were doing that shit. So we had, there was this old broken down minivan in the back of the house, right? <laughs> It was called the van, and that shit was a boxing machine. Bro, I wonder how many people boxing because it wasn't just us. It was literally it's random people. Bro. <laughs> random people, drug our drug dealer of okay. legal herb. Our drug dealers, we had, there's all the plugs yeah. would come like hot box in the van and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like fucking their plays would blow up. They'd make plays out of the van, bro. Shit was yeah. wild. And so we. We're also friends with a guy named Cameron, mm-hmm. who also raps. Cam, boy. Cam. My boy Cam and Texas. Wow. I just talked to him the other day, man. Really? Uh, he's talking about coming back up here. And he says, For real? Yeah, he says he wants to fuck with us and like getting back into the music. That's all you, you gotta know. say, man. Yes, bro. bro Cam's my so dude. Cameron Horn is one of the most likable people out of the entire population of our high school, I would say. Yeah. He is just infectiously fun to be around. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. He's funny. Did you know he lived with me while I was staying at my dad's? I, yeah, you told me mm-hmm. about that, and I also knew he was in Texas right now. That's my bro, man. Yeah, so Simeon's a lot closer with Cameron than I am, but, you know, I still like Cameron a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a really cool guy. And um, he, we were all in the van. It was us, Cameron, and, like, probably Jaylen, uh I think, Jaylen, what, was Jalen there? Yeah, Bam. Yeah, Bam was there. Bam, Marcus, Batman, <laughs> Batman, and Carver. Mm-hmm. And we, they put on one of their songs called "Shoot" that Cameron and Simeon, because they used to freestyle in the van all the mm-hmm. time. And you know, I thought they were just freestyling. I didn't know they had actually done stuff before. And I'd always liked the freestyles; that they were fun. Yeah. And I, I never like spit or anything, but you know, it was still fun to be around that. And did you get a little twinkle? Did you get a little? Like, yeah, a little bit of like it felt like it ignited that I want to be a rock star feeling, but mm-hmm. different, you know, because I, obviously I was like, damn, rapping seems fun. And then me and Simeon just talked about it one day. I can't mm-hmm. even remember. This was at the point where I think I, had I think just I started working for my dad. And um and you and you had listened to it one day and then you hit me up and you were like yo what this shit's crazy yeah you sent me so I you sent me shoot mm-hmm. and I listened to it I was like bro you can really rap why don't you do this more and blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and you know we were talking and stuff and he's like uh, I was like uh, and I think I would, like joked about oh I could rap too or something like that and like, you were, right? and Simeon was like do it <laughs> come on let's come go on. let's, let's rap. go oh you want to rap let's go do it and I was like. Uh, and it started out with just like mm-hmm. terrible freestyles. You were still decent. I was alright. Yeah. You were still decent. You carried the freestyles because I would. It was mostly just him freestyling, and then I would th- I would jump in and throw in like maybe a bar or two, <laughs> and then just I would lose it. But you know we did that mm-hmm. all the time because we hung out like every day and smoked, and we would just freestyle basically. Yep. And we did that for a long time, and then we decided to make our first pilot song. <sighs> Which was, shit was garbage. Dog, it was so boy. bad. That's the beat was dog. The beat was the bars bad. Were the bars simple. were bad. The delivery was bad. It was just not. It was bad. a bad song because it was my first time. I had I hadn't made music in a year. Like I had like yeah. I had completely stopped. Simeon was way out of practice, and I had never been in practice because I had never <laughs> done it. So it was rough. It was bad. 
that that's a simple but we kept messing around and we ended up making a bunch of ideas for new songs and mm-hmm. recorded a couple of them scrapped a lot of them though yeah and oh, we scrapped so many. We probably had a whole project like, of trash. At least like nine or ten <laughs> songs. It's like, I think like two of them were good that I remember. There's that one I do want to hit again. Um, but yeah, it was just we scrapped all of them. We literally deleted them. They were yeah. so bad. They were not great. And so then we ended up, we just had some inspiration one day. And we found, I think the first beat we found was Money Chase. It might, I think so. I think that was the first beat, and we really liked that mm-hmm. beat. We liked the beat for Money Chase, and or the beat that we chose for Money Chase. Yeah. And it was really good, and we wrote a song on it, and we practiced it, and we got it really good. Mm-hmm. And we were like, dang, this is good. Like, this is way better than all the other stuff we've written. Let's get some more shit to draw with it. And then we decided on a three-pack. We decided we wanted to make three songs mm-hmm. because it was our first drop. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. We were just messing around pretty much. So we got that three drop together, which was Money Chase, mm-hmm. um, Don't Go, yeah. and, of course, Bad Intentions. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 no. Money Chase won't, Don't Go. Uh, <laughs> Money Chase, we don't even know our own music, because we dropped this. It is bro. Won't Go. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. So it's Won't Go, Money Chase, and, um, um, oh my wow. Gosh. In Session. In Session. That is terrible. That's bad. <laughs> that so is terrible. we dropped these songs over a year ago at this point we have not we basically dropped those three songs and we had no advertisement we basically had like some of our friends that we said hey talk about our music but it was nothing like nothing serious at all and we got i think we're sitting at like 700 something plays on won't go Mm -hmm, and like around 500 and 500 on the other two and you know it was that's that's one of the things that we looked back on and you know decided to get back serious because like we look back and you know drop these songs with zero promotion you know zero effort or whatever um and just put up some good music and you know it actually got like traction come come on now these these dudes that be out here with no followers dropping getting a thousand two thousand you know with first week now you know what that is we we ain't even even gotta discuss that but um in terms of you know genuine um traction uh on soundcloud and shit like that on a blank page we made the page the day we dropped them uh, mm-hmm. The day we dropped the song, we made the page and uh, we made the cover art like the night before that and shit like that. The <laughs> <laughs> cover art. So the cover art is very, very two uh, thousand. Very SoundCloud rapper. It is very. It has a very like old feel mm-hmm. to it. It's kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, so I made that on Photoshop in a day, and I'd never used Photoshop before. So that's how unprepared and how like casual this was. We weren't. And we, you know, those songs are good. Yeah, They're like good songs. And that's what really, you know, made us get back serious is because, you know, the the music. I mean, the music must be good. You know, we hear people out of nowhere, like yo, like people hit us up. Yeah, yeah, like y'all, y'all gotta start back making music, man. I'm like this shit's good as fuck. Like blah blah blah. And blah. really, the end goal is, of course, to blow up and mm-hmm. become rappers and make our money like that. And and I guess we can get a little bit into what Station 4 is now. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. so we're going to plug our SoundCloud real quick. <laughs> SoundCloud.com forward slash Station 04. Yes, that is our, that's our SoundCloud. Um, check us out. We got three songs up. We got more stuff planned. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But for now, we're going to talk about a little bit what Station 4 is. Mm-hmm. So... We obviously are a duo, right? At the yeah, moment. For now. Yeah. At the moment. But we always, when we were discussing what to make our sort of group's name or our duo's name, just our brand in general, we decided on Station 4 because one, you know, just sort of radio stations, train stations. Yeah, and, you know, you just want people to tune into that 704 energy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much talent here. So 704 is, 704 is our area code. So our, that's yes, where we're sir. from, the Charlotte, Salisbury, a couple other areas. Um. And from the 704, baby. <laughs> and so that's sort of where we got the idea for Station 4. And we always wanted to wanted it to be something where we could bring more people in if yep. we chose to. So we it's not a set duo thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to work with other artists and start, you know, I don't want to compare us to an actual 
successful thing, but like, you know, sort of mm-hmm. like Dreamville type of stuff. Yeah. Like where you can bring in a lot of really cool, talented artists mm-hmm. and eventually maybe make Station 4 like a record label yeah, or something that's, like that. Yeah, that's what, that's what I really envision. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that one day. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, uh, just a movement, you know, that's pretty much what social media and society is these days is just a variety of movements, you know, the shit changes weekly, monthly, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's really just, you know, getting a movement of like-minded people together, you know, people that want to do good, um, people that want to, you know, shine some light on the community and, you know, help out and stuff like that. Like we got a lot of big projects, you know, planned for the future, but you know, this is just the beginning. Um, like just to give you some ideas, like we we feel very strongly about influencing the world in a better way mm-hmm. and making a difference with our money. I mean, obviously, we want to use our money to be comfortable and yeah, help sure. our families and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like most of what we earn was going to go towards trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, because I mean, you can't take it with you. So I mean, you might as well you know, yeah. improve someone else's life. You know, you know how many times, like. I've wished that, well, no, because I don't like handouts. I'm not the type of person that I don't like handouts. But in terms of, like, people with a lot doing good stuff for other people, like, there are people just praying for that, wishing for that, or subconsciously, Mm -hmm. like, just if somebody could just reach out a hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so there's all these people with so much, too much that, too much for them, too much for their family and friends and everything. They just, it's just there and it's going to sit in the bank account until they die or whatever. Yep. And it's like, there's so many things you could be doing with that. There's so many people you could be helping and, you know, it's, it's not even just beneficial for them. It's like, I feel like stuff like that, you just, you grow more as a person, the more you do for others. Yeah. I really like one of my big dreams is like, just one day I want to get to a point where I can be comfortable enough with my family's position and my position to say, I want to donate 50% of what I make this year to charities or something like like that. that. I want to do big things. I want to, you know, it's part of it is just because I want to make the world a better place. But another Mm -hmm. part of it is I want to leave a legacy. Yeah. I want to, I want to make a mark on the world. I want people to know that there are people who want to change things and people Mm -hmm. who want to, you know, make things better for other people who care, yeah. you know. And yeah. if I can be that inspiration to someone else that makes them want to go out and try and do that, then yeah. it's all the better. That's, you need to start the wave. It starts with a ripple. But, um, yeah, there are plenty of people who just want to, you know, just live their life quietly and peacefully and stuff like that. But, you know, we're not really like that. We want to you want to do uh, something while we're here. Because yeah, you're only here once, you uh, or supposedly. And that's not any... That's not any uh, dig at people who yeah, do choose to go down yeah. that path because obviously that stuff is necessary we need it's whatever makes you happy yeah and we just have different aspirations i guess we just want something different so you know we're, we're looking to work with people like that or whatever um and just trying to turn it into more than just more than just a rap group more than just a rap duo mm-hmm. a real movement mm-hmm. and part of the reason we based um our name around 704 where we're from is we despite all of north carolina's flaws i think it's a great state yeah i think it's lovely one it's gorgeous has some of the best views in the country in my opinion so diverse i'm biased but i mean you can go you can drive two hours in north carolina and be in the mountains and then you can go two hours the other direction and be in the beach and then you can go an hour and a half in a different direction and Mm -hmm. be in a big city with clubs and stuff a couple a couple weeks ago i went to um alzai creek uh, Mm -hmm. or whatever it's called up in uh up in the mountains uh, the Pigou National Forest, or whatever it's called. Pisca? Um, Pisca. Uh, Pisca P-I-S-G-A-H. Yeah. Pisca, Pisca, yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, and, you know, there was, it was so beautiful, it's gorgeous. bro. Like, um, we, there was, it was a river. We were sitting in the river, and just, you know, there was families out there. Everybody was having a good time. The place was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And being in the South, we do have our fair share of rednecks and racists and all that great stuff but we're you know we're a southern state Mm -hmm. you know we may be called north carolina but we were below the mason dixie line so we're a a southern state in my eyes at least and a lot of the people here would agree with that but you know we got a good mix of like a northern yeah but but for for all the racists Mm -hmm. and people and shitty people we have there's twice as many awesome talented people just great like down home country people who would really give you the shirt off their back. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot of good people in North Carolina. A lot. I mean, as much ugly people as any other state, you know. But yeah. 
But, you know, I feel like that's uh, that's really what's good about the state. You know, there's so many good things here. And that's another thing we want to do with the podcast is, you know, bring light to that, you know, local businesses, artists, you know, um, entrepreneurs, people that are doing stuff in the community and all that. Like, those are the types of people we want to interview. And so, you know, I kind of... Like, just off the top of my head, we got Go Burrito in downtown. Yeah, easily. Go Burrito is this burrito joint, basically. Like, imagine... It's like Chipotle, but like mm. the ingredients, it's much more like it's less chainy and more like a real restaurant. So it's kind of Tex-Mex, but it's really good. It just, yeah. I mean, the quality of the food there is just killer, and it's just a place that opened up in in Salisbury in our hometown. Yeah, and it'd be it's easy as hell to interview them, you know. Just mm-hmm. have them grab the anchor anchor plug here. Um, go to our anchor page, anchor.com slash station zero four. Anchor.com. Um, yeah, I mean that'd be an easy interview to set up and stuff like that. And you know, we can kind of segue from here into what we want to do. You know, going from here with the podcast and our other projects and stuff like that. And that's another thing that also kind of inspires our music is just the sounds that come from North Carolina. Oh, yes. We have, I mean, you have like Atlanta rap and, Nor- and New York rap and mm-hmm. Cali rap, and there's a vibe to it, right? I mean, obviously those places are staples yeah. for for rap in general and its history and its creation, but you have sounds, specific mm-hmm. sounds that come from those area. There is not there's a not North, Carolina sound sound. North Carolina sound. There's, there's not. So, it, the music culture here is so diverse. You got like the baby, Stunna for Vegas, mm-hmm. Cole. Cole, like completely like, different. Rhapsody is from mm-hmm. North Carolina. There's Corday. I mean, we could pull up a list if we wanted, but there's tons of prolific rappers mm-hmm. from North Carolina. And the main thing you can say is North Carolina got bars. Period. We got bars. Period. Like, Point blank. If period. you could say there is a vibe, like a specific sound that comes out of North Carolina, you can't say it ain't bars. Because we got Cole and Corday. That's all we really need to talk about if we want to talk about bars. Um, but yeah, in terms of you know moving forward with the podcast, we want to conduct a lot of interviews. Um, we're gonna we're definitely gonna once we get bigger, you know, talk to people from outside of the state. But we want to focus on you know seven hundred four, you know, all the talent here and all the you know North Carolina doesn't get a lot of shine in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's just one of those states off to the side. But you know we're getting there. We're getting a lot of the doors been opened um, a couple times, and you know people are starting to peek in. So I want to start shedding some light on a few things, bringing some people around, um, and, you know, growing the collective of Station 4. Um, we'll eventually move forward to, once we get the studio set up um, out in the shed, uh, it's pretty it's a pretty decent shed. We can get yeah. a nice set, you know, going on, uh, get a couch and a table, you know, uh, flooring and shit like that. Um, we want to move forward with, like, video, uh, podcast, and, you know, other things, um, so going into music in the future we're we're at an hour here so we want to kind of try and start wrapping it up so just music wise right now we have a lot of songs in the bank Mm -hmm. that we're working on um we're planning on releasing a full 12 song project sometime in january we haven't decided a set date yet but three of the singles three singles off of that album will be dropping some period before that individually we're going to space them out a little bit to generate some hype but just in case you're wondering what we're working on we're going to be releasing podcasts three days a week Mm -hmm, monday wednesday and friday yes sir every week um sometimes there'll be maybe some shorter episodes 30 minutes maybe Mm -hmm. but most of the time we're going to shoot for hour-long episodes so be looking out for those singles we'll obviously get some advertisement going when we're about ready mm-hmm. to start dropping those expect those i would say with maybe like sometime late october mid-november to start dropping yeah sometime around there maybe a little earlier than late october um i would say mid-october at the earliest maybe but we'll talk more about that when we've got that locked down for um, sure and then um something else to look forward to after the after the January release, we really want to get down on dropping music weekly. You know what I'm saying? Like keeping the content flowing, keeping the music flowing for fans and anyone interested. Um, and, you know, just being consistent with it, you know, growing the fan base uh, and then possibly dropping our first mixtape, uh, like sort of full length project during the summer. Yeah. Right after the summer, somewhere around there. Heat wave. <laughs> uh, we haven't said on the name, but, you know, it's a possibility is, for Heat now. waves was in the discussion. Nothing's really set in stone at the moment. The only thing that is set in stone is there will be a project in January and yes, there will sir. be more music after that. And there yes, will be podcasts three times a week. Keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, and keep them to the ground. 
But, um, yeah. Because so, we can do the outro now. So, guys, um, thanks for watching. If you're tuning in and this is our first episode out and you just found us, welcome. Check out our music. Yeah, let us know how we did. You know, this is our first time doing anything like this. For sure. Really sitting down and talking, doing a podcast. And mm-hmm. Shit. I'm putting ourselves out there. So, uh, show us some love. Show us some love. Uh, tell us, tell your friends about us. Um, keep, keep on the lookout for more podcasts. If you like this one, it's been great talking to y'all. Um, it's been great sitting down here with my friends, Samina, and talking a little bit about what we got going on, what yes, we're planning sir. on doing. We're going to have more topics. We won't just be talking about us nonstop in the upcoming podcast. We'll be talking about whatever, you know. Yep. We'll have different themes for different episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But Focus on mostly talk show, you know, perspective pieces and stuff like that. But we're going to do world issues, you know, society, finance. Just a little bit of everything, kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah. But um, if you want to stay updated, we're getting our Twitter set up currently, but um, the Instagram is kind of barren. It's, it's only been up for about a week or two, um, but just check us out, Instagram, uh, NC Station 704. You'll find us there, you know, get your updates, and uh, stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.